You know, the sacrifice we offer now is no bulls and goats. We offer the bulls of our lips and the calves of our mouth. The Bible says, take with you words and say unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Our offering is our praise. The sacrifice of praise. The offering of thanksgiving. Hallelujah. In the morning when you lift up your voice, that's why David said, let my prayer be said incense. And the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. You should understand that all those forms of worship in the Old Testament, they were but mere shadows. Hallelujah. That is why when Jesus came on the scene and the woman at the well was trying to start a religious contention with him, saying that you Jews say that it is in them it is in Jerusalem that we ought to worship God, but our forefathers worshiped God in this mountain. And Jesus looked at the woman lovingly and with all compassion he could master in his heart and said to the woman that, you see, it is neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem that God ought to be worshipped. But the time is coming and now is that they that worship God must worship him in spirit. Hallelujah. Spiritual worship. Spiritual worship. The Bible says that offer yourself as a living sacrifice unto the Lord. But this is your reasonable worship. Hallelujah. In other words, this is your reasonable spiritual worship. Amen and amen. We worship in the spirit. Amen and amen. Worship is not when we go to church. No. Because God does not dwell in temples made with hands. What is the temple of the Lord? It is you and I. Our worship is our everyday life we live unto God. Hallelujah. We are not like those who worship the heathen gods, who have to go to a temple to offer sacrifices unto their gods. Hallelujah. When we go to the church, it is not our sacred place. Our sacred place is our body. Hallelujah. I said, our sacred place is our body. That's what the Bible says. Don't you know that your body is the temple of the living God? Because, you see, God sought living temples and not inanimate objects as his temple. That is why God said to them, do not make any, any graving image of anything in heaven or on earth and worship it and say, I'm worshiping through this no the temple of god the place where god dwells where he has put his name is you hallelujah so he says concerning jesus a temple or a body have that made ready for me and in like manner as jesus was a body made ready for god we also are a body made ready for him hallelujah so that he can indwell and move in us and have his own way in us he says and i'll be your people I'll be your God and you'll be my people. And I will I will move amongst you. Hallelujah. And in you. Hallelujah. This is the desire of God. We offer spiritual worship. Amen and amen. So every day let your heart abound with thanksgiving. Let your mouth be filled with praise all the time. All the time. Sing praises unto the Lord. 
all the time, let your heart overflow with thanksgivings. Hallelujah. 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 Maketabaluzalabates. If you if you please, if you please, your your mouth is like an altar upon which you offer sacrifice. What are those sacrifices? Your words. What are you saying? Somebody say, what are you saying? Hallelujah. Is there, is everybody hearing me? Yes. They didn't talk to me. Don't be lost. I said, what are you saying? Somebody say, what are you saying? What are you saying? Your mouth is like an altar. Your words are the sacrifices you are offering upon your altar. Amen and amen. You must speak the word of the Lord. Let your mouth be full of praise and thanksgiving. That is what the Bible says. In all things, give thanks unto the Lord. Hallelujah. See, in the Old Testament, in everything they do, they offer sacrifices unto God. Hallelujah. The same way for us. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Anyways, this tonight, I want to share something with you. Uh, normally, I don't title my messages, but tonight, I have found a way to title it. And I say unto you, brethren, that God shall appoint unto you a seed. Hallelujah. Say me, God shall appoint unto me a seed. God shall appoint unto me a seed. A seed. Amen and amen. Amen. Unto you a seed. God will appoint unto you a seed. Hallelujah. In your life as a believer, God has caused that you be a light bearer and an influencer of those around you. Hallelujah. Amen. God has appointed that you be a light bearer. So he has said in his word that you are the light of the world. The Bible says, but we have this treasure in eternal vessels, that the excellency of the power be of God and not of us. The power of our light is of God and not of us. Hallelujah. This treasure is our light. Who is that light? It is a Christ in us. Hallelujah. We are bearers of the Christ. We are carriers of the Christ. Hallelujah. That is why the Bible says, holding forth the word of life unto all men. Who is the word of life? Christ. What is the word of life? It is the light. Hallelujah. And we are the bearers of that light. Light, we have influence in the lives of men and women. And because of that light, God appoints unto us a seed. By which we influence. Hallelujah. Or we make our influence manifest. Today I want to share something with you. A beautiful story in the Bible. Tell me in your in your in your books to the book of Ruth, chapter number one. Ruth chapter number one. The book of Ruth, chapter number one. God shall appoint unto you a seed. Amen and amen. Today is Mother's Day, and it's a special Mother's Day message, not only for our women, for everyone. Hallelujah. See, mm-hmm. most times when I, um, when I think about mothers, those of us who have had children, you know, we know it. But the moment you have, you have a child, something comes into you. I don't know the correct English translation for it, but in our local language, we call it abadai. Is that compassion? Somebody help me. Is it, is it compassion? Yes. Yes. Let me translate it well. Let me. It's like a longing compassion for your child. 
that makes you, you know, like if something happens to your child, something cuts you in your heart. That's what I'm talking about. You understand? It is something that is just in you. You can even feel it when your child is in danger and your child is not even around you. Something is in you. It's like a motherly instinct of compassion and care and, and longing for your child. It's something God just places in you. Every woman that has a child has that thing in her. That is why women, and especially mothers, are very compassionate, even to people who are not their own children. Amen and amen. In the same way, do you know God? That it's in God and it's God who puts in you. El Shaddai means the mighty breasted one. Hallelujah. That is the one from whom we receive our sack, our milk. Hallelujah. The one from whom we receive all our provision. And in God is that same longing, compassion unto his children. Hallelujah. When I think about mothers, I think about God because he's the greatest mother of all. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. He has that longing. He can feel it when something is going wrong with you. And he comes to your aid. He doesn't wait for you to call even upon him. He comes to your aid. That's what the Bible says. He's our very present help in time of trouble. Hallelujah. When a mother comes around, it doesn't matter whether the son is the child is right or wrong, he always come and defend the son. And that's the same thing God does for you through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The Bible says Amen. that we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Because of the longing, compassionate heart of the Father toward you, he has set Christ as your advocate. Amen and amen. Oh. Amen. Okay, listen, 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 listen. Today, Mother's Day, as you celebrate your mother's, Remember the greatest mother of all, God. It's not mother nature. No, it's God. Hallelujah. And he's the greatest father of all too. Amen and amen. Whatever is, it is he who put it there because it was in him. And whatever is in fathers, it is he who put it there because it is in him. Hallelujah. Oh, that's Mothers wake up thinking about what their children will feed on. They don't wait for their children to even ask and he provide. That is why Jesus said, how many of you, by thinking about tomorrow, can add, you know, inch to their life? He says, your father knows you have need of these things already. Hallelujah. Amen. You understand? Your father knows. Yeah. He knows. He knows, he knows. He knows you have need of these things and he provides them for you. Mm. Or you have to walk in faith towards your father, walk in faith towards your mother. Hallelujah. Mm. All the sacrifices our parents make for us, all the discomforts they go through so that we may enjoy comfort in our life. In the same way, God also went through so much discomfort so that we may enjoy a comfortable life in Christ now. Look at all the pain and the and the trouble Christ went through so that you and I can have a comfortable life of spiritual liberty and freedom. Hallelujah. God is the greatest mother of all. Hallelujah. The mighty breasted one. Hallelujah. That is why yeah. our expression is from him. We lift up our eyes to the hills from whence coming our help coming from the Lord. Hallelujah. The maker Amen. of everything. 
Amen and amen. Amen. Anyways, amen. let's get back to it. Ruth chapter number one. God shall appoint unto you a seed. And I'll, I'll read here quickly. And the Bible says that it came to pass in the days when judges were governing, judges were governing, there was a famine in the land. A man went from the town of Bethlehem in Judah to dwell in the region of Moab with his wife and his two sons. The man's name was Elimelech. His wife's name was Naomi. And his two sons were named Malon and Kilion. They were Ephetites from Bethlehem in Judah. They came to the region of Moab and remained there. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, background on some of the things that we've seen here. In the days when the judges were ruling Israel, you see, in the economy of God, or if I may say, in, the, in God's dealing with Israel, they went through three phases of leadership. When God first brought Israel out of Egypt, they had no kings among them. Because God never intended Israel to be led by a king. That was not God, what God intended. The Bible says that by a prophet, they went out and they came in. And without a prophet, they did not do anything. Hallelujah. God led them by prophets. Who were prophets? They were the mouthpiece of God. Who were prophets? They were the cause of God. They heard the word from the Lord, and they simply... God himself was their king. Adonai himself was their king among them. And he himself was the one who led them. Hallelujah. The prophet was a human representation standing in his stead so that he can hear from God and speak it unto the children. And that he could hear from the children also and speak it unto God. So he led them by prophets and priests. Hallelujah. And that, was the, that was the original intention. But there came a time that God raised judges amongst the children of Israel to rule them. Hallelujah. And then they came at where the Israelites wanted to be like other nations. And so they rejected God as their king and said, give us a king who will rule over us like the other nations. That's what they said. And someone was crying bitterly. And God said, someone stop crying. Because they have not rejected you as a prophet. They've rejected me as their king. Hallelujah. So it will transform to judges, that's why you have a line of kings, hallelujah, in there. See, but in the house of the Lord, God never intends that his house, the church, will be ruled by kings, that men will become kings in his house. No, that's not what God intends. The king among us is Christ, hallelujah. He is our king. We are all kings. That's why he's called king of kings, amen and amen. He is the one us. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible says that among the heathen, they lord it over them. But it says, it shall not be so among you. He said, the greatest must become the least. Because in the kingdom, leadership is about service. It is not about domination. Hallelujah. Leadership is about what? service, not about what? Domination. That is how it is done in the world. But that is not how it will be among well, Let's go straight from the topic today. So they, in, the, in those days when the judges were ruling, and one of such judges was um, Deborah. 
Deborah was a judge. Hallelujah. Hey, can anyone name any of the judges? Can anyone? Gideon was a judge. Anybody knows any of the other judges in the Bible? Samson was a judge of Israel. Three. Anybody can name one? Where are the Bible Anybody wants to name one? One of the Israel? Hallelujah. Anyway, the Bible says, a man went down to Bethlehem in Judah and went down to dwell in the region of Moab. Now, Moab is a very interesting town uh, because Moab was one of the descendants of Lot, one of the one of the sons of Lot. Hallelujah. Now, the interesting fact about Moab is they did not worship God. They worshipped the God called Chemosh, who was simply a variation of the same God the Amorites worshipped, which was Molech. These two gods were just mere variations of the God Baal, which was worshipped by, you know, the Philistines, and Dagon, which was also worshipped by the Philistines. Yeah, in, 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 in biblical history, is known as the fish God. Hallelujah. We didn't see... Elements of this God now in, in some churches. I don't want to go into that now. But we see elements of that. Maybe after the message, during the question and answers, you can ask me, Pastor Sam, what are the elements of this God in some of the churches? Show us, and I'll tell you. Hallelujah. But they worship these gods. And one of the, the Bible calls them, calls these gods the abomination of Moab. Hallelujah. I'm just trying to let you know the kind of place this man and his wife Naomi, Elimelech and his wife Naomi went to. They worshipped Chemosh and Molech. And the abominable thing they did was they offered their sons in the belly of Moab, of, of, of Chemosh. They would set up a fire in the God's belly and they would throw their sons. They passed their sons through the fire. They sacrificed their sons. One of the kings of Moab sacrificed his son upon the wall when Israel was attacking it. Hallelujah. They practiced mm -hmm. practice you sacrifice. An abomination unto the Lord. Amen and amen. So this was the kind of place. They were a godless heathen people and they worshipped their God with orgies sexual orgies and all manner of debaucheries. You can understand. And we'll see yeah. one of the things that they did against the children of Israel. But this was the kind of land, you see, because of famine in Bethlehem. Bethlehem means the house of bread. Hallelujah. In Judah. Because of famine there, they left and went to this heathen town to stay there. Sometimes when you are in the house of the Lord and you are not getting what you want, uh, maybe you are sick and you are not being healed, or, or you are you are, you are waiting, believing God for something and it's not happening to you. Sometimes people forget and they they just leave church. They stop they stop fellowshipping with their brethren and they seek help outside. But the Bible says that cares is the man that trusted the arm of flesh. Hallelujah. Let your yeah. trust always be in God, no matter what. If things are delayed, it doesn't mean God has denied you. Delays are not denials. You understand? It may appear as if there is famine in the house of the Lord, but hallelujah. Don't stop running elter skelter, chasing everything. Before you realize, you end up in Moab. You understand? Among the godless people. And then people end up in the world. 
and they abandon the church, leave the church and end up in the world, seeking help from all kinds of places. You see Christians now visiting places where they, have, they are not supposed to visit. All in the name of seeking bread. Hallelujah. May the Amen. Lord deliver us from in the name of Jesus. Amen. So this is the land to which um, Elimelech and his son and, and his wife Naomi came. And listen to verse 3. Then Naomi's husband Elimelech died. You see it? So she was left with her two sons. They married Moabite women. One was named Opa and the other was named Ruth. And they dwelt there about 10 years. Then those two, Malon and Kilion, also died. So the woman was left without her children and her husband. Then she got up along with her daughters-in-law to return from the region of Moab because in the region of Moab, she had heard that Adonai had taken note of his people and given them food. Hallelujah. Amen. Going through all those things in the land of she went seeking bread. But while she was there and had faced all these calamities, she heard that God had dealt favorably with Bethlehem. God had dealt favorably with the house of bread and provided unto them. Hallelujah. Ah, I see God meeting you. All those things which you have been expecting, all those prayers you have prayed, and it seems as if God has not answered. The set time to favor Zion has come. Hallelujah. The set time to be answered has come. The set time for you to harvest has come. God will deal verbally with you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Stay in the house. You understand? Stay in the house. Don't 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 be don't move out of the house. Don't move out of the house. What is the house? I'm talking about the house of Christ. That is the body of Christ, the fellowship of the brethren. Don't abandon and forsake it for something else. Don't go seeking help elsewhere. If God can help you, I wonder who can help you. And I always say this, if God can help me, then I don't want help from anywhere. Hallelujah. Amen. Help you. Who can help you? Who can help you? Hallelujah. Adonai had taken note of his people and given them food. Faith generation Adonai will take note of us. Amen. And his provision will come on. Look at verse 7. So she left the place where she was, along with her two daughters-in-law, and they started out on the road to return to the land of Judah. So Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each of you to your mother's house. May Adonai show you the same kindness you have shown to the dead and to me. May Adonai grant that you find rest, each of you, in the house of your own husband. Then she kissed them, and they wept loudly. No, they said to her, we will return with you to your people. Now Naomi said, go back, my daughters. Why should you go with me? Do I have more sons in my womb who could become your husband? Go home, my daughters. I am too old to have a husband. Even if I were to say that there was hope for me and I could get married tonight and then bear you sons, would you wait for them to grow up? Would you therefore hold off getting married? No, my daughters, it is more bitter for me than you, for the hand of Adonai has gone out against me. Again, they broke into loud weeping. Then Opa kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung unto her. She said, look, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Return along with your sister-in-law. Ruth replied, do not entreat me to abandon you. 
to turn my back from following you. For wherever you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May Adonai be with me and rest. If anything but death comes between me and you. Hallelujah. You see, this is a serious thing. Ruth, Naomi told his daughters-in-law to leave. Now, the thing that gets me is, what did Naomi what did Naomi show to these daughters in law in these few years that she spent with them that made them want to leave their country, leave their people, leave their family, despite the fact that their husbands were dead, to follow Naomi to a place where they did not know. To the point where Ruth said, Listen, I am abandoning my identity. My ethnic, I, I want to be identified with your people. Hallelujah. Your God will be my God. Your people will be my people. Where you die is where I'll die. And there I will be buried. And she even placed the curse on her own self. That if anything but death separates her from Naomi, God should do unto her evil. Hallelujah. Amen. God shall appoint unto you a seed. Amen. What had Naomi showed to these daughters-in-law? They seen in Naomi that made them cling so close to Naomi and want to follow Naomi everywhere. Yeah. Naomi was from the house of God. That is, was from the children of Israel. She had been taught the law of the law. Hallelujah. In those days, the law was their life. Naomi walked in the ways of God. Even though she had strayed out of the house of the Lord into a land that was filled with all kinds of evil, Naomi knew the ways of God, and I'm very sure in, a, in her household maintained the ways of the Lord and taught her daughters in law the ways of the Lord. By the time their husbands were even dead, these daughters in law did not want to leave Naomi because they had seen a light in Naomi. They had seen the light of Jehovah God in Naomi. And they compared that light to the gods they worshipped. And they said, no, we are not returning to these base gods. We are, we are not returning to these good-for-nothing gods. We are going to follow you to see what this light truly is about. Hallelujah. But you see, in all of this drama, God had a plan because God was appointing Ruth as a seed for Naomi. Listen, brethren, your seed is not only the people you bear biologically. Sometimes God will appoint unto you a seed. People God himself will bring into your life whom God has placed something in you to give to them, whom God has placed a light in you by which you would influence their lives unto greatness, hallelujah, by which you would influence their life unto newness of life, which you would influence their life for eternal life. Because of Naomi, Ruth saw that her gods were foolish gods, hallelujah. Ruth saw that her gods, she had no help in her gods, Chemosh, Molech, Baal, and all those other gods in the land of Moab, Ruth saw that there was no help in them. Ruth had encountered the God of Naomi in the life of Naomi. She had seen a light in Naomi and wanted to follow Naomi. God had appointed Ruth as a seed for Naomi. And Naomi nurtured Ruth. Hallelujah. 
And by the time Ruth, Naomi was telling Ruth to leave, Ruth said, no, 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 no. I can't leave like that. And I can't leave like that. You have changed my life so much. There is no way I can turn my back on this. I want more. I'm following you to wherever you got what you have. Wherever you came from, I'm following you. Your people will be my people. Hallelujah. This is a perfect picture of even salvation. Hallelujah. It's a perfect picture of salvation. But the beginning was Naomi. There was something in Naomi rooted or puzzle that made them want to follow Naomi. Hallelujah. God will appoint unto you. Let me tell you something. Sometimes people come into our lives and we wonder why they are in our lives. Anybody who crosses your path, the intention of God is that you as a light bearer will show them Christ. Hallelujah. Just as Naomi had learned the ways of God and taught it to her daughters-in-law to the point where they wanted to follow her, in the same way you also must show them the Christ in you. Hallelujah. So that whatever they have been following until the time they met you, they will abandon it to follow the Christ in you. Amen and amen. So that they can say to you, your God will be my God. Your People will be my people. Hallelujah. Listen. It is not only your biological seed that is your seed. Sometimes the one to whom the one who would even inherit you is not your mm-hmm. biological seed. But it's someone whom God appointed to you as a seed. Someone who comes into your life and through your influence, God changes the life of that person. Don't take anybody for a joke who comes into your life. You have a role to play in their life. You might not know God has appointed a person as a seed. And do you know that Naomi raised Ruth by the counsel of Naomi, Ruth became the wife of Boaz. And Jesus came out of that line. Can you see it? A worshiper of Chemos, a worshiper of Molech, a worshiper of Baal, somebody who served heathen gods, had now become one of the great, great, great grandmothers of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. God had appointed a seed unto Naomi, through whom the holy seed of God, who will bruise the head of the serpent, will come out of. Hallelujah. Mm. Listen, you meet certain people today, they may not look like much, but I'm telling you that you carry something in you that can change their life. If only you will commit yourself to allowing the light in you to show forth, the Christ in you to show forth, to bring that change in their lives, you will see how God will turn around their life for the good. Hallelujah. It was God who had a Pointed Naomi as 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 the as the nature of Ruth. It was God that appointed Ruth as a seed to Naomi. Hallelujah. And there I say, it could even be God, even though Naomi strayed out of the house of God, it could all be in the plan of God to bring Ruth into the promise. Do you know that there was a time when something against the plan of God and the will of God for his life? God had given them commandment that nobody should marry any woman outside of Israel. Something loved the Philistine woman. And his parents were so worried and vexed. They said, are there not any women in Israel? 
that you have seen this Philistine woman that your heart is so much cling to, clung to. And you know, something says something. He says, she pleases me well. And the Bible says that the parents did not know that it was of the Lord. Like she saw an, he saw an occasion against the Philistines. Hear me. After all these things, listen to what Ruth said. When Ruth returned back, when, sorry, when Naomi returned back, the Bible says that, so the two of them went on until they arrived in Bethlehem. As soon as they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole city was excited because of them. And the woman asked, is this Naomi? Do not call me Naomi. They said to the told her, call me Mara. Said, since Shaddai made my life bitter, I went full, but, now, but Adonai has brought me back empty. Why should you call me Naomi, since Adonai has testified against me and Shaddai has brought calamity against me? Listen, Naomi, that's not true. That is, you see, when you look at the situation from the natural point of view, you might think that it was God who was punishing Naomi from leaving the house of the Lord. But let me tell you something. As a believer, when you stray out of the will of God, he does not punish you. He draws you back with love, with cords of love. Hallelujah. How do I know that the prodigal son, when he strayed from the house of the Lord, the heart of the father always longed for him. When the son came back, the father did not say, yes, I was the one who made sure I was punishing you and all your food got finished in the foreign land. The son was busy trying to apologize. What did the father say? Kill the father's calf. Hallelujah. As a believer, when you stray out of the will of God, it is not God who is trying to punish you. It is not God who is trying to bring all that calamity upon you. Stop blaming God for bringing calamity. He is trying to rather draw you back into his will with courts of love. Naomi said, it is the hand of the Lord against me. Let me tell you something. God's hand is never against you as a believer. Because of Christ Jesus. Even when you stray from his will, his hand is not against you. He's drawing you back with cords of love into his perfect will for your life. Hallelujah. Now, Naomi says something I disagree with in the spirit. Naomi said, I, he says, I went away full, but I have come back empty. Uh, maybe she was referring to the fact that maybe she had money, but when she went, she has lost everything. Maybe she's referring to the fact that she went with a husband and she went with her two children and she has lost them all and come back empty. But Naomi, Naomi was forgetting something. She lost three, but God gave her one, one that would become superior in, in the annals of history. That was Ruth. She went away back full because God had appointed unto her a seed. Hallelujah. Naomi at that time did not see the spiritual significance of Ruth. But she nonetheless played the role God wanted her to play in the life of Ruth. But the confession that I, I disagree with, she came back full with the appointed seed unto her. Who knows? Perhaps it was God's idea. It was God's plan. God was working through even her disobedience and her straying away. Not that God orchestrated her straying away, but God was working through her straying away to bring Ruth into the promise. Hallelujah. Naomi did not know that she had turned the whole generation around. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Shall appoint unto you, but then think about the lives that are coming to your hands. Some of us women, as we are, as we are, as as, as we are 
growing and we are we are making our families and sometimes god will lay on your heart even to adopt certain people as state generation as a family we decided to set on our hearts to take care of some children orphans and all of that brethren god is appointing a seed unto us through these means and you never know what god will want to do with your life but if we would only allow the light that is in us which is christ to show for the internal around the lives of these people they will know that these people are appointed seats. You never know who they will become. You never know in the counsel and in the predetermined mind of God what God has purpose to do with their lives. Hallelujah. In our, in our look, I like, you know, quoting things in our local language and explain it. In our local language, there's a proverb we say, Nobody knows the beginning of a great man. Hallelujah. You never know. Who knows, maybe those children we are taking care of, tomorrow by this time, they may have risen in power and in great glory. Who knows, who knows that they will become great apostles and prophets. Who knows, who knows, who knows that that person who is in your life, whom you have decided to show forth Christ to, who knows that if they turn around, God is going to use them mightily in whatever field where they find us. A burden, God shall appoint unto you a seed. Naomi said, I went away full and came back empty, but I disagree. Naomi, you did not come back empty. From the human standpoint, you came back empty. From the spiritual standpoint, you came back with a great treasure. You came back with a great possession. Hallelujah. That was Ruth. 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 Amen and amen. Who was the Boaz, the mother of Jesse, and the grandmother of David? Hallelujah. Listen, God will appoint unto you a seed. Let me tell you something. Some of the prophecies that even come over your life, not the one to fulfill them. I'm telling you, prophecies that come over your life, you are not the one to fulfill them. Your seed will fulfill them. Your seed will fulfill them. What did God say to Abraham? In your seed shall all the nations of the world be blessed. God said to Abraham, he said, your seed will be great. More than the sons of the sea and the stars in the sky. Abraham at that time had only one child by promise and another child in the flesh. Only two. Only two. The Bible says when God called Abraham, he was but one. But God himself multiplied them. Hallelujah. What was that multiplication? The children of Israel. Was Abraham alive when the children of Israel, Israel multiplied as the sons of the sea? No. It was his seed that became inheritance, the inheritance of the promise. I tell you, that prophetic word that has come into your life, that you, you are trying to find every way to fulfill it now. It is not every prophetic word you'll be able to fulfill. Some, it is your seed that will fulfill it. Hallelujah. So you need to gain Come to raise your seed after the way of the Lord. Raise your seed in the Lord. Hallelujah. So that they can carry on after you. And by the time you have heard this word, you know that your children are not ordinary. Amen and amen. Your children are not Because God is appointing them unto you as a seed. And it is your responsibility to raise them in the godly fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
That is why you see you should guard your children with all your heart. Every morning before you release them to go to school, tuck them under your bosom and pray over them, prophesy over them, declare over them. You understand what I'm talking about? Because they are the seed God has appointed unto you. You don't just leave them to go. No. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Of us, we are where we are because of the prayers and the faithfulness of our parents to the Lord. The Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go. When he grows, he will not depart from it. When he is young, you will struggle with it because he will always depart from what you are training him to do. But he will not depart from it when he grows because when he grows, he will remember. You have set him on a course. You have set his spiritual compass. No matter how far he strays, you come back. Oh, I remember. I remember my, my mom was a Sunday school superintendent. My dad was an elder of the church. And when I was young, I was wild and doing so many things I can't even talk about. But I was always in Sunday school. My mom was always teaching me school. I learned the scriptures by heart. I knew the scriptures by heart. I could quote the scriptures to you. I thought it was just for fun. And I was going about doing everything I was doing. But on that fateful day, 2001, on my bed, God, I encountered God. The set time came. And when I encountered him, I knew exactly what that was. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But my parents had begun sowing the seed. My parents had already set me on that course. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm talking about? So it is a great responsibility God has given unto you. Nurture your seed. Grow your seed. Don't joke with your seed. And I'm telling you, that's why in faith generation, our, the children in faith generation, we will not joke with them. You understand what I'm talking about? We don't joke with the children in faith generation. Every seed the Lord appoints unto us, whether they are adopted or they are our own biological children, we don't joke with them. Hallelujah. We don't joke with them. Amen. Because they are the seed of the Lord. We will fulfill the prophecies that have come upon your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I remember when Mary and I left, when Mary and I left the morning to come to Orlando, the Lord showed me that we should move to Orlando. We moved to Orlando. And I, I remember this so vividly. We're sitting with our patron. Uh, of, of, of We have started a Bible study on campus. We're sitting with our patron in his office. And he asked me, so Sam, where do you want to be in five years? Where do you want to be in five years? And I think it's been five years past since I, you know, I graduated from, from college. He was asking, where do you want to be in five Where do you see yourself? And I said, I see myself doing the work of the ministry. Hallelujah. Then he asked Mary, so Mary, what are you going to do? And Mary said to him, I don't know what came over Mary that day. I've <laughs> been asking Mary what came over him. I don't know what came over Mary. The man asked him, Mary, so what are you going to do? He says, wherever the Lord will send him, I'll go with him. And whatever God tells him to do, I'll do it with him. Wow. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, sometimes God appoints you a seed. You don't know. Mm. God appoints you the seed. You don't know. Hallelujah. Fast forward, when Mary and I got to Orlando, God made provision for all things. We were there, mm. then we were in prayer. The Lord spoke specifically unto us. He said, I have given you the treasures of this land. In my mind at that time, that means that in the next two weeks, it is going to happen. 
You listen, in the realm of God, the, it's our seed, the seed generation. How oh, I don't want to go into detail. Maybe when we get to when we go to uh, when we come for the, I'll tell you this history. This is the history of faith generation. Hallelujah! I'll tell you to you. You know, our seed will possess the treasures of the land. Hallelujah. Amen. Right now, it will not make sense to you. When we meet at the retreat, and I tell you, it won't make sense to you. But I want you to know that God will appoint unto you a seed. And don't joke with them. You are a light bearer. Let your light shine. Have that influence Christ wants you to have. I wonder what Opa and Ruth saw in Naomi. Let me tell you, there are certain people, they are running away from where they are. When they see you, they've seen a light in you. That is why they long to spend time with you. I have a friend there. I always used to, I, you know, I always used to tell Lorraine that, you know, I'll talk to her and I say, sometimes I want to just stay away from him a little bit. But lately I've just been thinking, the guy just loves to be around me. You know, he just loves to be around me all the time. And I said, no, there's a reason. Why don't I take advantage of this opportunity to always guide him on the right path, to always show him the light of Christ? Hallelujah. Listen, brethren, don't take it for granted. Sometimes when people will come around you, they will, they will look weird. They'll be making all the kinds of mistakes around you. And you wonder, these people, what will I even do with them? Brethren, don't give up on them. They see, they've seen something in you. That is why they are close to you. God has appointed them to proceed. Nurture them and raise them. It is God entrusting you with the seed. You never know. Never let your light go dim. You never know who is using your light to come out of darkness. There are some people, darkness has pursued their life for too long. When they see light, they cling to it. Allah, root, and upper. They had been in darkness. They had seen the abomination of Moab when they saw the light, the freedom, the liberty that was in Naomi and her husband, the Limelech. They clung. The Bible said, Ruth clung unto Naomi. He said, No, I'm not going back to that darkness. Hallelujah. I'm not, I've seen the light and I'm holding on to the light. But then there are some people, they've seen the light in you and they don't want to let you go. Amen and amen. Don't give up. Don't give up on them. Don't show them the way. Go point unto you a seed. Hallelujah. You understand what I'm talking about? There are so many lessons to learn from here. There are so many lessons to learn. That is why the major thing I contend in the scripture was God, it was not God who had dealt Harshly with Naomi, no. But rather, I believe so strongly it was God orchestrating his divine plan, even through the error of Naomi by straying out, out of the house of bread. Hallelujah. Even when you go astray and you find yourself spending time or being in places where you are not supposed to be, let your light shine there. Hallelujah. Let your light do over there. Even when you go astray and you find yourself in places where you are not supposed to be, let your light shine over there. Hallelujah. Listen, brethren, God will appoint unto you a seed. And some of you, I'm prophesying to you, in some years to come, there are certain children you raise who are not your biological children. 
but through your counsel and your wisdom, they'll grow up to become great and mighty men in the land. I'm telling you, yes. some of you, some yes. of you, they are, they are, they are not your, it is God who is appointing them to you as a seat. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And let me tell you, the seat God appoints unto you is not necessarily children. They can be grown-ups. Hallelujah. People need direction and they need you to, to show them the way. They need you to show them the way. Let the world see. This is the song we sing. Let the world see heaven in your eyes. Show them love. They can't deny Heaven in your Heaven in your eyes. Last week we let your light. Your light is love. Your light is love. Show them love they cannot deny. Show them the light that you carry. It is Christ. There is no man, I don't know of any man. Who came into Christ and regret? Who encountered Christ and regretted? Every man, because the Bible says, "He who the stand shall set free shall be free indeed." Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Just begin to pray and thank God. Thank God for His word today. Lift up your voice. Begin to thank God for His word. Begin to thank God for His word. Lift up your voice in the name of Jesus. Father, we bless you. We Zonagar, ah, digo para hoy.